welcome back to the Classy Chicks podcast. So today I have someone on that I've wanted to have on for a while. Her name is Holly and we've been friends for a couple years now. And I just really wanted to talk to her and kind of just pick her brain a little bit about what she does, why she does it and how she's living as like we normally talk about how she's living as a young woman of faith, as a Christian young woman, and then how she's basically devoting her whole life to further the pro-life movement. So Holly, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll get into it? Yes. Thanks, Savannah. Thank you so much for having me on. Super excited to be here. So my name is Holly and I am the director of counseling at Let Them Live. Yes. So Holly and I met when I was doing crisis pregnancy counseling for Let Them Live probably about two years ago now, maybe two or three years ago, I think just two years ago, though. Um, And we met when we were both uh, crisis pregnancy counselors. And then Holly has just moved up the ranks. And I just really want to talk a lot on this call about what Let the Live is, why it is so crucial in our time, and then how she why she as a young woman is is doing this. So but before we get into all this, before I forget, I've been forgetting the last few episodes to do the classy and trashy moments. But before I forget, let's go through our classy and trashy moments as usual. So Holly, what is something you did this week that was classy? Something classy I did uh, this week was delivering bad news over a phone call. I feel like sometimes we get so comfortable with uh, just hiding behind our phones and texting. So I've been really making a point to call people more often, whether it's good news or bad news and just sharing that over a call. That is such, that is so good. And I think, I think that phone calls are just so important, especially for our generation when we just get so comfortable, like DMing and texting people and not having to look them in the eyes, but not even looking in their eyes, like not even having to talk to them. So I think it's so important. And, you know, it's just, it's always, I love phone calls. I know most people don't like phone calls as much, but I think that's because we're very disconnected from each other as a society. So I think it's very important to do, to do stuff like that. That's a really good classy moment. Um, I am, I always like having a hard time thinking of a classy moment this week because it's been a bit of a rough week with hurricane threats and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, just a lot of work and a lot of trip planning. I was supposed to go to Mexico with Pro-Life Global this coming um, in two days. And the trip is delayed now because of hurricane threats. So it's definitely been a week where I have not gone to the gym once. And I have not really been uh, getting ready every morning. I've kind of just been doing work. So, but I guess my classy moment would be, uh, I cleaned up my car the other day, which was very much needed because, um, I was nannying all weekend and there were, well, it needs to be cleaned even more, but I, I at least took the trash out when there's kids in your car, you just forget, like, or I just forget how much trash just accumulates from kids and sand and stuff. Cause we're by the beach. So that's my classy moment. All right. What's your mm-hmm. trashy moment? Okay, trashy moment. It's probably going out and just not being ready. I went out in my pajamas the other day to the grocery store. And of course, that's the one day I run into the adult leader at youth group or church. Oh, <laughs> you're like, Hi. Every- oh. oh, man. 
Oh, that's the worst. And you always think you're like, oh, I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to run into anyone I know. And when you think that, that's when you run into the people that you know. Going out in our pajamas, especially if it's like in the morning to like go to the grocery store. I do that on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are like $5 sushi day here at Publix at the grocery stores down here. So when, and you have to like go in the morning to get the sushi, otherwise it'll be gone. So Wednesday mornings, I go to the grocery store in my pajamas, but yeah, you always see someone and you're just like, oh, hi. <laughs> I promise I don't look like this all the time. <laughs> um, My trashy moment would probably be just complete disorganization this week. Uh, I think the next time a hurricane comes to Florida, I need to have better plans. I need to, I mean, it's hard to plan for something like this because you don't really know where or when it's coming, but so, I don't know. I need to do better in some way. So I think I would just say this week's been a bit of a disaster and that is my trashy moment. <laughs> like, kind of like here in California, we uh, have earthquakes and it's so hard to prepare for. I have absolutely nothing. So I need yeah, to. And it's also like the hard part also was for me, I was nannying all weekend when people were preparing. So now the stores are out of everything. So I'm just like, well, I guess we're just going to see what happens. But anyway, those were our classic and trashy moments. So now we're going to get into the topic. And what I really want to focus on, Holly, is I'd like you to kind of share your story. How did you get involved with Let Them Live? And then why, like, why are you still there? Why do you think that this work is so important that you devote your life to doing this? Good question, Savannah. So during COVID and before COVID, I owned a debt collections office. So when COVID happened, I had to close the doors and just kind of liquidate everything in the office. And I got to thinking, what would I do in my free have to work? And working for a pro-life nonprofit was something that was always on my heart. So I was scrolling through Instagram and saw a post about Let Them Live and they were looking for volunteers. So that's how I started volunteering. And uh, just loved the work so much. I was on unemployment for a while too. So it's kind of just waiting out time, praying to God, you know, if he was going to open a door to work with Let Them Live or if I was going to apply for other jobs. And I was so confident in working for Let Them Live. I did not apply to anything else. Oh, wow. And just all my eggs in one basket. I was yeah. all in. <laughs> My last month of unemployment, I was offered a paid position as a counselor. Wow. Wow. Well, look at how that worked. Definitely a God thing there. Yes, it was all in his hands. I am just so thankful. So once you started, so then, so you were volunteering for Let Them Live, and then you started working full-time correctly, right, as a crisis pregnancy counselor. So can you tell us a little bit, and I, I know to an extent because- I worked there for a little bit, but uh, can you tell our listeners, what does your day look like? Well, okay. What did your day start out with looking like, right? When you were kind of volunteering for Let Them Live, and then we'll get into what it looks like now. Yes. Reaching out to moms, we uh, will get assigned a mom that is considering abortion and uh, schedule a call with her and counsel her out of abortion and find out those root re reasons of why she is wanting to have one. 
And we try to bridge that gap. Most of the time it is for financial reasons and let them live is focused on helping moms pay their bills. So they don't have to choose between an abortion or her baby's life. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and, and like, like I said, I did this as well and it's just, it really is very, it's incredibly rewarding. It's one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever done because you are working directly with women and you are seeing direct results of your words, basically. So what does your work look like now then, Holly? Is it different or is it the same? It is different. Before, I only had my little pool of moms. And as I have grown and let them live, I get to oversee all of the moms and counselors. Wow. Yes. So you're overseeing all all these women and all these other women talking to the women who are considering abortion. Um, What do you think? So... This podcast, a lot of my listeners are high school, college age girls, right? How, how would you recommend getting involved? How would you recommend getting started if they're hearing you talking about this and saying, oh, this is definitely something that I would love to do? Yay. So this is probably the first time I get to announce this publicly. We are working on a lifeguard training program. Okay. Wow. That's exciting. So what, what, what will that consist of? So uh, we are going to have a three-month program to uh, train people who want to uh, counsel women. And it is not for the faint of heart. This work is so heavy. I'm sure you understand that. Savannah can be so emotional at times, but the reward is just priceless, especially once your mom sends you pictures of that baby that would not be here without our counselors and, of course, our Lord saving that baby from abortion. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So, oh, sorry, we're recording this uh, at the end of the work day, <laughs> but well, for me at least. Um, so, right. So you guys are going to be announcing, starting a training for women who want to be crisis pregnancy counselors. And you said it's a three month training or three week training. Yes. It's going to be three months and okay. we're going to a- recruit in springtime and in fall time so there will be two times to sign up go through this program and start helping mom wonderful wonderful and then I mean through that yeah through that I'm assuming you'll just you'll learn how to talk to women considering abortion how um what to say what not to say the resources that you can give them all sorts of things and like you said Holly it really it first of all it's not for the faint of heart right um, I did it for about a year. And the reason that I, um, I kind of left was not because of anything bad. It was, you know, it was, I had, I felt like I had helped with so much good work, but I also felt like my life was calling me in a different direction that I couldn't give you, you have to, you have to invest a lot of time in these women. And I did not feel like I had the amount of time to invest in them that I should have. I felt like I needed to use those stories and that impact that I had to spread in a way of, I do a lot of speaking. I do podcasts. I go places and talk. Um, but anyway, going going back to my point, um, if if you're interested, though, if you want to learn, there's nothing more rewarding. Like there's nothing 
more amazing than even now I'm still in contact with the women that I helped and they'll send me pictures they'll FaceTime me randomly with their baby with their not so babies anymore um the first the first woman I ever helped she her baby is now a year and like three or four months and he doesn't even really look like a baby anymore and sometimes she'll video call me and just you know it's 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 a really special relationship because they become your friends almost because you talk to them almost every day but you also were there for them in the most terrible part of their life so they're also just really internally grateful to you um yeah I don't know do you have anything to say about that Holly yes it can be uh, very time consuming as you said but it's so special to bond with that mom. And then just as you said, too, seeing those pictures of babies and watching them grow up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, I mean, that that's a little bit about let them live. Um, how so if people want to get involved, what's the best way to contact you or contact Emily? What should they do? Yes, I can give you my email, Savannah. Yeah, so I will link, I will put Holly's email in the show notes so that you guys can directly call, or sorry, not call, you can email her. Um, But Holly, one other thing that I kind of wanted to talk to you about, just um, not not work-related, just kind of personally. So Holly is a young woman, as well as I am, as well as most of the women that I have on here are. Um, How do you feel that, let them live has kind of helped you grow in your journey with God or how has your journey with God helped you in the pro-life movement? What, what is that relationship that those kind of have? Good question. Let them live has tested me in ways I never thought possible. It really just stripped me to my core and made me look at myself in the mirror it was an invitation to lean on God because I could not do it without him. Hmm. Yeah, because you're saying you couldn't like you couldn't talk to these women without it or, or just the, the emotional turmoil or the mental. What, what do you what do you mean? Yes, definitely. It is it's so emo- emotional, you know, dealing with death every day and facing that. I mean, helping these women try to choose life. And sometimes they don't always choose life. Mm-hmm. And so really lean on God more because he's the only one that can save the baby. You know, we are here to serve the moms and do what we yeah. can. Jesus is the only one that can ultimately save them. No, that's so true. And I think that, I think that it's interesting because I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you'd agree or disagree with this, but there's a lot of, um, you know, it, it goes for, I think a lot of work in the pro-life movement, right? we're dealing with a lot of death. We're dealing with a lot of, uh, a lot of bad things that are happening, like a lot of negativity. And, um, but we're also dealing with a lot of beautiful things that are happening. And I think that a lot of, you know, young women are attracted to the beauty and then they start seeing the reality and the, the evil and they get scared. And I don't know, what would you say to someone who, deals with that fear because I know that that's um 
that's something that I dealt with, especially when I first started working in the pro-life movement. I really liked the whole culture of life thing, the whole spreading a good message. But then when it came to the women who were post-abortive, to people who had abortions and didn't know what to do, or like, you know, it was just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to help these people. I've never gone through this situation. What would you say to women who are kind of just thinking that they love the positive side of it, but they don't know that they want to work in it because of all the negativity. Yes. Pray and pray more and ask God to show you if this is for you. And even if you haven't been through an abortion or experienced anything like that, you know, God uses each one of our counselors in special ways and puts the mom with them for a reason, even if Mm -hmm. you don't see that. At the beginning, she was meant to be with you. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think I think I think that's important to remember. And I think that, like you said, prayer is an integral part of it, right? None of us would um, you know, I, I work with a lot of different pro-life organizations, and there's a lot of, you know, some of them are Christian, some of them are not Christian, some of them are Catholic, some of them are many denominations. Um, but there's a common thread between them all, and I think that you kind of have to have some sort of some sort of faith, some sort of belief in something else in order to make this your full-time work because otherwise why would you be doing it, right? Otherwise why why would this matter? What do you think about that? I agree completely. There's such a spiritual realm to this and we see the good and the evil and spiritual warfare is a very real thing. I've become mm-hmm. a lot closer with my personal priest and it, we're actually planning to have one come on our team and just talk about that and how oh, to that's awesome spiritually strong that's awesome that's wonderful yeah and what else I don't know what else would you just say I, I think I think going along with this um do you think that there was this quote that I read the other day and I I'm totally gonna butcher it I don't remember it but it was something about how that the problem with our, one of the problems with our generation is that we don't have something that we're, we, d- we don't find meaning in our life. We don't have something that we're doing every day that gives us meaning. Do you think that that could, that one of the reasons why our generation sometimes, you know, goes off the deep end partying, goes off the deep end doing drugs, alcohol, might be because they don't have something that gives them meaning. And you think that, um, do you think that this kind of work kind of helps you have more of a meaning to your life because you're helping other people? Like, do you think there's any truth to that? Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up too, because just last week I kind of went through some of those moments of, you know, we lost a baby and I was closely counseling this mom. So it was very difficult to deal with. And I was feeling so down and just felt like that was very selfish of me to feel down and I'm not giving right now or just didn't feel like I had a purpose that week. And uh, I saw something that mentioned when you're feeling down, the best way to uh, bring yourself up is to uh, ask someone what they need help with or Mm. ask someone how you can help them, which gives you that instant feeling of purpose. No, and that's so true. And I think that I think that maybe deep down, you know, something that might draw 
young women to this movement is the fact that, you know, it, it does give them a purpose and that the world kind of says that, that all they need to be doing in their 20s is just kind of partying and kind of wasting their life away and kind of ruining their life in some ways. And there's this different segment of people who say, no, actually, like you can be making it an incredible difference in your life during your 20s, being a young person, even before, even before your 20s. I worked for Let Them Live when I was 19, I think. So yeah, I think it's just, it's very encouraging, like you said, and what I'm saying about um, how work like this is for other people, right? It's you're, you're giving of yourself, you're giving up your time, you're giving up your, your mental capacities, you're giving up your emotions. Um, but it really does help bring you a sense of peace and a sense of, um, a sense of meaning to know that you're making a difference every day and that your, your life matters, right? That's a slogan that we use a lot in, in the pro-life movement. But I think that it, it applies as well to young women who kind of don't really think that their life matters. It, do, it doesn't really have a purpose the sense that your life matters because you're helping others have life. Yes. And it can be so simple to just to open that door to having that feeling of a purpose, you know, whether you're asking an elderly person for help, God, and just being intentional, God is always leading you down a path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Holly. Is there anything you would like Anything else you'd like to say? Um, any places where people can find you? Any places where people can find information about Let Them Live? Yes. So they can find information about Let Them Live on our website or Instagram. I am on Instagram too, but I'm currently taking a little bit of a break to do some okay. detail. <laughs> so then I think that we can just tell people that if they want to reach out to you, reach out to the Let Them Live account and ask for Holly and you will be, <laughs> Holly will be found, even if she's not found on Instagram. Yes, I would uh, love to get some emails and schedule a call. We can do some face-to-face. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Holly. I really, really just appreciated um, kind of hearing about, hearing about your work at Let Them Live and kind of sharing with others that there's such life-changing work going on there. And then also your experience as a young woman and, you know, how meaningful this work is to you and how it just truly helps give your life meaning. Um, And to our listeners, please stay tuned because we have an episode out starting back every Monday again. During the summer, I was doing it every other Monday because summer is a crazy time, but we're back to every Monday and I'm excited. So um, stay tuned. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Classy Chicks Pod. And I will see you next week.